everybody. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. Today we have a very special panel. We are talking about my favorite topic. We're talking about animation and it's a little scary to be talking about expecting, anticipating animated films because never know in this crazy world we live in right now. But we are going to give our best effort of talking about 2021 animated films. I'm film critic Rachel Wagner, and I have a great panel with me today. First off, we have Chris is here. What is up? Thank you for having me, Rachel. Yes, thank you. And then Jaden is here. Hey, I'm so excited to be on again. Yes, and then Ryan is here. Hey, Rachel, so great to be with you as always, and it's especially uh, nice to be in uh, in the company of some uh, in the company of some good men. Yes, thank you so much. The reason why I wanted to have uh, this group back together is because we were on the panel last year previewing 2020 animation. And I figured since we didn't want to just replay that preview again. (laughs) (laughs) Which we could almost do that, almost. Yeah, I think so. And... (laughs) So you want to take this with a massive grain of salt because everything is just kind of up in the air right now. We don't know what's going to go end up going to streaming or what's going to get delayed or what's going to happen in the world. But hopefully, eventually, we'll see all of these movies for better or worse. Right? So like more so <laughs> sub- yeah, more so like a supposedly what we're hoping comes out. Yeah. yeah, I would cry if we're doing the same movies again one year from today. <laughs> Every year until the world goes extinct, we're talking about the same movies. Yeah, the, uh, the one Sunday, day Bob's Burger will get his just due. One day, but well, we got one get day Rachel will suffer through Minions and Boss Baby. Oh, man. The sun has died out, yeah. and, and yet. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Rachel's Reviews. We're doing our yeah. 2021 <laughs> animation preview. <laughs> yeah. We'll just be like the pieces of skin from Doctor Who. Someone has to come in and moisturize <laughs> all of us. I've seen that episode of Doctor Who. Yes. Um, all right. Well, let's just dive in. And we're going to have... You are not excited at all. You're ex- you're excited, or you are super excited. That's our little rubric. So very scientific, as far as talking about these <laughs> these films. And so we're going to start in uh, in March with Raya and the Last Dragon. This is coming from Walt Disney Animation Studios. the pro- The premise is. Long ago, in the world of Kumandra, humans and dragons lived together in harmony. But when sinister monsters known as the Droon threatened the land, the dragons sacrificed themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned, and it's up to lone warrior Raya to track down the last dragon in order to finally stop the Droon for good. However, along her journey, she'll learn that it'll take more than dragon magic to save the world. It's going to take trust as well. So, Chris, what do you think about... You saw the trailer. Yes. What did you think about this? uh, And uh, are you looking forward to it? 
I'm going to go ahead and say super excited on this one and kick this off on a very positive note because I might be less positive on some of these future ones. But <laughs> I think not only does the plot sound really interesting, I love dragons and dragon mm -hmm. stories, but man, that teaser that they released for something that doesn't tell you a lot, that doesn't give you tons of information, man, they kept the energy in that trailer up. The music was incredible. It was curious. She's entering that chamber and the water is flowing up the steps. I love that little cute character that grows up into that great big giant character. And, you know, what is she training for in the beginning? And I, I'm just excited about it. I, I think that teaser trailer, it had me raise the right questions and uh, it was really exciting. And I like how Disney puts together these type of movies. So I'm definitely looking forward to this one. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? I concur with uh, Chris. I'm super excited about this. And Chris, to your point, uh, you talked about how good Disney is with these teaser trailers. Uh, like you hit the nail on the head. They are excellent when it comes to teaser trailers. I fondly remember... Just a few years ago, when Disney released the teaser trailer for Coco, I knew nothing about it other than just it looked like it took place in the land of the dead. And that was just about it. And it was just I don't think it was even like a minute, but it was just like just footage and music. And then it built up to one big crescendo and then boom, Coco, go see it. And it's just it was just perfect. It set the tone. It set the tone beautifully. And it did the same thing with Raya and the Last Dragon. I know nothing about it, but I want to see it anyway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and it does give you confidence by the fact that they are making this a premiere. So they're doing what they did with uh, Mulan. That not well. I mean, that won't give you confidence, but but <laughs> they, they they are confident enough in the movie that they are gonna. It's gonna be the extra fee. To watch yeah, it at home, like, yeah, the, and it's also going to be in theaters, unlike Mulan, where that one was just the home, right? But so, that they think people will pay the extra thirty bucks or whatever. Honestly, for it. if I did not have a YouTube channel, and this is what I learned from Mulan, I mean, I like—I'm one of the few that liked the live-action Mulan. I thought it was pretty decent, uh -huh. but I would not have paid that extra fee if I didn't have a YouTube channel. And I am yeah. excited about Raya, but I—I I don't want to pay that fee because I have a YouTube channel. Because I'm going to review it, I will pay that fee so that I have content, but I don't like the fact that I'm doing that. I would rather just see it on the big screen, and I hope by then, especially where I live in California, I hope the theaters are open and I can see it that way. Because I, so I much prefer that than the extra fee on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, me too. My, my condolence. I, I, I guess I know <laughs> about how I feel about yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, this looks great. I just want to, this looks great. Um, it, it feel it something, it seems like it's going for a more serious tone than I expected. Like, I'm sure there it's going to be like, there's going to be lighthearted moments, you know, like, especially with that one character, like the little bull guy, Tuck Tuck, I think was his name. I like mm -hmm. there, there's going to be some lighthearted moments, but it, it seems to be taking itself a m more serious than I, uh, like, it seems to take itself ser more serious than what I thought it would. Yeah, I mean, my only, I kind of wish it was a musical, just because I love Disney musicals. But I mean, who doesn't? I, <laughs> Unless I, if you're home on the range. <laughs> I, uh, home on the range. Well, I mean, the music is probably the best part about that movie. Well, but, true. <laughs> but I, 
I I actually was kind of met on the trailer. I thought it looked kind of generic, but uh, but I'm still excited because it's anim you know Disney animation and and uh, it looks it looks beautiful. The animation. I'm just not totally convinced about the story. To me, the story sounds kind of generic, and I I hope they're not trying to copy How to Train Your Dragon. You know that that I hope it'll feel fresh and uh and I just feel like we've had so many animated films about the uh finding the finding the the exotic creature. animal creature pet you know whatever it might be and uh so you know it looks like it's kind of more action than some of those but I I hope it's more than just an animated kind of Tomb Raider meets How to Drain Your Dragon, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I should mention, I uh, as long as my theater is open, I am going to see this in the theater, um, which at the time we're recording this, my theaters are still open. So unless if things get worse, I will, you know, pay the money to see it in the theater, which is good because I don't want to pay 30 bucks and my theater's relatively cheap. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the theater, I mean, I certainly will try. Yeah, the theater where I am has like severely discounted prices. So if I can see Raya in in like the theater that's like ten minutes away, Rachel knows my stance on this. I'm gonna take my happy butt mm. down the street and and watch it at the theater. Yeah, <laughs> I don't well, even remember what it's like to go to the theater anymore. Oh, so sad. Oh, I've already been oh. like a lot of times since they reopened. But they haven't even reopening uh, in California. It's like I'm kind of su- like uh, I heard a lot of theaters are closing again. I'm kind of surprised my theaters even still open. Then, like th- I keep track of four movie theaters. Uh, three of the four I keep track of are still opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so let's talk about. Oh, so so, Jaden, you'd give it a super excited. Yeah, I'd say Ryan. like probably in between the super excited, like kind of excited or super excited i don't know kind of a mix between those two i'd say probably okay. that's fair I, i'm still uh, looking forward to it okay good uh ryan what about you did you go super excited yes i did and i think the uh okay. the place Jaden was looking for is mega excited so in between mega. excited <laughs> and super is like mega oh. it's like the <laughs> i'm gonna go excited for me for raya all right. Well, let's talk about Tom and Jerry and this coming out uh, February 26th. Is that right? Yeah. A week, a week before Raya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I wrote down March 5th on my notes. February I think 26th. it's because they, they delayed it the, because of the HBO max thing. Um, they, they, they decided to move it up a week probably. So like, it could have a week. Oh, okay. I think. So this uh, looks like to me kind of a classic example of something that could be a total train wreck. But there are things that are, interest me. I actually think the animation looks really cool, and the the way that they have these sort of two D looking animated characters with the live action. It's not they. They, it has some style to it. It has some artistry to it, as opposed to a something like the Smurfs uh, and or Alvin and the Chipmunks. 
Yeah, that it doesn't have that CG looking, trying to be like realistic kind of looking effect, which never, which to me, like that doesn't have any kind of style to it. And this, there's, there's some artistry, I feel like, to the designs, which makes me excited. I mean, the plot doesn't look that great from the trailer, but it could be fun. I mean, I like slapstick and I like Tom and Jerry and I think you can't have it be any worse than what has happened to Tom and Jerry over the last few years with like Willy Wonka and and Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Tom and Jerry meets Wizard of Oz. Tom and Jerry meets uh, Willy Wonka was one of the worst things I've ever viewed in my life. And (laughs) Willy Wonka's face in that. Yeah. Oh man. It's brutal. So I don't know. Uh, Chris, what do you think of this? Uh, I have zero excitement for it. What I will give you, though, is the animation, because I'll give that to you, because that does look pretty cool. Otherwise, I remember being a kid, and i probably one of the oldest ones here, being a kid, and when they released the first Tom and Jerry movie on the big screen, and I was there to see that 100% animated movie, and as a kid, I didn't like that. I saw it once, never needed to see it again, and I've never seen it again. And when I saw the trailer for this, I just went, seriously? I mean, of all the things you could do, of all the projects you could greenlight, of all the original things, the new animation things, of all that you could do, <laughs> we picked Tom and frickin' Jerry. No, thank you. That, that, Put that that's on the DVD cover. That's the of my feelings. <laughs> I, I do kind of like that It's there's no sense of that – oh what are these what are these creatures you know kind of thing like this is a world where all of the animals look that way coexist is, i think like all the birds all the everything look animated like that which is kind of weird it's and not interesting. like where yeah it's not like where like let's say the garfield movie where like garfield is the only computer animated animal while everyone yeah else is a normal exactly. animal. like that just makes no sense <laughs> ryan what do you think about this so I should provide a bit of context before I give my answer. Uh, just like uh, just like Chris, I remember watching the Tom and Jerry movie at a young age. Not in theaters, but I remember watching it on VHS. And even then, I said to myself, the animators had one job. Do not let Tom and Jerry talk. And they immediately broke it. And, and that's the first line. You can talk. And literally, it's like even they know as, they screwed up. And literally, as soon as I saw the trailer for this new Tom and Jerry movie, I immediately turned into Roger Ebert and said, "I hate this movie. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate this movie. Hate it." And I haven't even seen it yet, and I hate it because the simple fact of the matter, for from my perspective, is that I grew up watching endless marathons of Tom and Jerry on New Year's Day. On the Boomerang Network, they would have the Tom and Jerry Slam Fest. It was just 12 hours of nonstop Tom and Jerry cartoons. And it was awesome. And nothing has come close to that. Not a single thing. Because Tom and Jerry is the simplest premise imaginable. It's a cat and a mouse, and they beat each other up with crap. And sometimes they get into fights with Spike the dog and maybe a couple humans. That's about it. And with... and in whether it's in the Tom and Jerry movie where they get 
into an inheritance thing and this super creepy doctor and this this dog on a skateboard and this Indiana oh dude as I don't even father. remember that plot. That's insane. <laughs> that and that then, movie is practically just a like a Disney animated movie with like a mix of other stuff with Tom and Jerry in the background. And and then as Rachel mentioned poor writing. And then as Rachel mentioned, Tom Willy Wonka meets Tom and Jerry and all the nightmare fuel associated with that whole movie. Like in <laughs> Tom and Jerry meet the Wizard of Oz. When I, when I saw that movie, I wanted to walk myself into the sea and the beach is literally 20 minutes away from my house. So that could have been <laughs> news report. Tom and Jerry meets Wizard of Oz cause a guy named Ryan to go to the sea. So my answer is not excited. Next. Uh, also, the so, director, Tim Story, doesn't give a ton of confidence. Wait, uh, and the Fantastic Four director? The mm-hmm. Fantastic Four yeah. Isn't, he also, isn't he also the director of the 2019 Shaft? Oh, yeah, uh, that was him. Yes. Oh. Oh dear! Because uh, like for like because uh, I know no one saw it. I um, saw it. I I thought it was just okay, but I get why people didn't like it. But still, yeah, um, like just yeah, Tim get- Story. When when you see his name in the credits, you're like, oh, we're in for a mediocre time. Yeah. The crowd goes. Um, I, I I guess I'll go into. I guess it's my turn. Um, mm-hmm. I like everyone. I grew up with Tom and Jerry. I just like you two. Like. Like, I'm, you know, I'm obviously way younger than you guys. But, like, I watched the Tom and Jerry movie growing up. And, uh, well, I liked it back then. But it's one of those movies where you're like, I liked that. Gee, that sucked. <laughs> and, like, um, like I grew up with cartoons. I still, I'd, I'd still watch whenever I'd feel like it. I would turn on a cartoon when I'm bored or everything. Like, I like them. Uh, so that when this movie was first announced, my main worry was, how is this going to work? Because other than like Paddington, like these movies like Smurfs and Chipmunks, ugh, I hate them, hate 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 them. Um, so like, but the, the then the the trailer came out, and I've I've seen the trailer. Oh, I should mention like I. I'm not going to include this as an animated movie, uh, like, but I will likely go watch it because, like, even though, like, the hybrid movies, even with their... Because just like like Peter Rabbit or the Smurfs, this movie has the Warner Animation Group logo, um, just like that those did with Sony. But, like, anyway, um, yeah, um, I, will wa- I will likely go see this anyway, but, like, it looks fine, I guess. I think... I think it'll kind of depend on the slapstick because from a plot point of view this seems kind of weak this this movie's going to take tom and jerry to a new level that level is called the basement (laughs) (laughs) i i actually liked the trailer i i thought it looked kind of fun but and I I do really like the animation. I think that oh yeah, that the animation cool on the characters is really nice. Mm-hmm. So I guess I am, uh, I'm hopeful. Maybe it'll be fun. 
but cautiously hopeful. It's like, <laughs> I think I'm kind of same. Like, I'm hoping it's not terrible considering the track record with these types of movies, but there's like, I don't know. I mean, in fairness, yeah, it looks like it is a whole bunch of slapstick, but that's what Tom and Jerry is. So if they could make that fun, it's just a problem of, should it be a feature film? Yeah, and is there like, there the problem kind of- is, even if the slapstick is enjoyable, you gotta, if you're a critic or like try to review movies, you gotta put it in a critic's perspective. So yeah, you're gonna have to like, you know, judge it as a movie. Yeah hopefully (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) so we'll we'll see i i uh yeah i uh there's a lot to be concerned about but i did like the trailer i really did but uh but yeah so let's move on we have bob's burgers the movie coming april 9th supposedly this is still just coming to theaters yeah we don't have a trailer we don't know very much about it and I, I mean, this is one that I, even in July, I was kind of surprised that they didn't just release this onto Hulu uh, because it just seems to make the most sense for me. Cause I don't think Bob's Burgers as a show, I don't think is on Disney plus. I, I don't know. How, I know there's a few people who, I know a few people who like the show, but I don't know how popular that show is to the general public. I think it's pretty popular, actually. Like I, uh, I know a lot of people who really like it. Yeah, I know if I know uh, a few people who really like it. So, and from what I've talked to, the like the fans that I know seem like they're excited or optimistic at least for this. Um. So- yeah, I don't know. Do uh, do any of you watch Bob's Burgers? No, nope. oh, I don't. No, nope. I've been going through The Simpsons on Disney Plus, and I've been having fun going back through that. And I like The Simpsons movie okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a fan of Rick and Morty, so that's one of those other animated shows I watch. I tried Bob's Burgers once, and I don't even remember what the episode was about. It's not that it's terrible; it's just it wasn't one of those shows that is my humor or, or grabbed a hold of me. So I haven't gone back. And it's also one of those where it's like, yeah, I'm a fan of Rick and Morty. It doesn't need a movie. The Simpsons movie was okay, but they never need to make another one. And then Bob's Burgers is one of those where it's getting a movie. I'm like, ah, I just don't get it. So things like that to me are funner if they're episodic and they're a show. But then when you try to turn into that great big event spectacle, you put too much pressure on something that's just meant to be a 20-minute mindless laugh, you know? Yeah, I kind of agree. I um, I don't know. I just I tried a couple times to start watching it because I knew that this was probably coming, but uh, I I just couldn't get into it. I just didn't um, think it was funny. Yeah. I'm not really. I'm not excited, but I'm sure that the fans will be excited and will yeah, enjoy you, it. Yeah, so. you got you guys got to keep in mind. You're talking to four people who are not not like have no knowledge or very little of the show. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. I do like those. Ty- like, like I said, I'm, yeah. I really like The Simpsons. Rick and Morty is my absolute favorite. Do I want a Rick and Morty movie? Probably not. I like it as it is. So it, it, and I don't know if it needed that added pressure of becoming a event film. 
And so that's that's yeah. where I'm at with Bob's Burgers. Like, I think the people that love it, love it as it is. They might be excited to see it on the big screen. But like you said, Rachel, they're trying to make it flashier. They have to work around um, a show that already kind of has a continuity going on from episode to episode. And just like, ah, you're taking something simple and making it way too hard. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, that's a good point. All right. Well, so then this one we won't talk about for long because we don't know anything at all. Is so on the twenty second there is this supposedly this movie called Bronze Gone Wrong, and this was a movie that Disney inherited from uh, from Fox when they purchased Fox, and I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a um, Artemis Fowl kind of situation. <laughs> yeah i feel like it could be that kind of situation where it gets dumped on disney plus uh i don't know it, i mean we literally we we have a title graphic and we have a uh, a summary of in a world where ta walking talking digitally connected bots have become children's best friends 11 year old ron finds that his robot buddy doesn't quite work we have almost nothing yeah um that's all we have we have just those two <laughs> and sentences like, um apparently sounds... there's a character named Jaden. so i guess i'm in the movie <laughs> <laughs> i mean it sounds like a horror movie really is this the chucky sequel we've been waiting for dang it I, <laughs> you beat me to it i was going to say this sounds like the rejected child's play script that nobody wanted to do <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> it's the jaden uh, what what last... you live in california what are you not telling us <laughs> yeah i'm not the, even in california but maybe i maybe i'm going there now yeah. i mean i think the last child's play movie it was a uh a uh, artificial intelligence so i mean it fits uh yeah. it's right in yeah an ai chip that went wrong so it, it really does seem to follow that same thread there and maybe they'll get mark hamill to voice this uh robot that's gone wrong that'd be even better I think we made our, willing, ourselves willing creepy. to do an Uber Eats yeah, commercial. Yeah, it, it, Stewart, so we yeah, can it do seem, it. yeah, it seems like for the voice cast, um, two of the people who are in it are named Jack Dylan Grezer, I think, and Thomas. I can't pronounce his last name, but like, I don't, I haven't seen anything with either of these two, so I can't really say. Um. Yeah. So I think we're all pretty not excited about this, but like, it's I'll be not op, like not ex, not necessarily. It's like one I'll give it a chance when it, but like if I get a trailer and like this could change if like a trailer just comes out and looks horrible. I like then. Yeah, this is going to plummet for me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the fact we have nothing, I mean, literally almost nothing uh is uh, is telling something so all right well let's move on so we ha we don't have a, a date but uh, we have earwig and the witch and this is directed by gora miyazaki who uh who is the son of hayao miyazaki the great filmmaker and goro has done three films for studio ghibli this is the return of studio ghibli they haven't uh made a film since when marnie was there right i think was the last one 
No, the um, red turtle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Like, the collab. And so Goro Miyazaki, it's, it's an interesting... He's an interesting person to talk about because uh, he he made a movie called Tales from Earthsea, which was a, which was based on uh, the novel by Ursula Le Guin. And I actually enjoy it. I don't think it's as bad as people say, but it was universally scorned. And pretty much everyone agrees it's the worst movie that Studio Ghibli's ever made. And even his own father like vocally trashed the movie hated it (laughs) thanks for that yeah which is gotta be tough talk about a complex wow yes (laughs) i was like was very harsh about the movie and so it should never have gotten made and so now we have the first movie from studio ghibli in cgi with this earwig and the witch we have Goro Miyazaki directing, and uh, I don't know. It's it's a very interesting situation, and it's about a uh, orphan girl earwig who is adopted by a witch and comes home to a spooky house filled with mystery and magic, and it also in, is somewhat of a musical. It seems like a rock and roll musical situation. So <laughs> now, Chris, you didn't know about any of this backstory about Studio Ghibli or Goro Miyazaki and all this. You just saw the trailer. Right. Uh, what did you think of the trailer? Well, let me just say, Rachel, you introduced me to Studio Ghibli. Ghibli. I had never seen it, heard of it or anything until you had me do Kiki's delivery service with you. Yes. And I was thinking that movie is going to be so dumb and it's not up my alley at all. And when I watched it and I've watched it twice, loved it both times. Yeah. <laughs> so, so now good. I'm excited. HBO max has a whole studio Ghibli six uh, section. And I can't wait to go through that as we uh, get out to the release of this movie. But I thought th- I watched the trailer and I thought it looked intriguing. So I'm going to go with, I'm excited for this one. I like the fact that it has the talking cat, which made me think Kiki's delivery service. And I was beyond excited that there was a talking cat because the cat deserved. I just wanted to see that cat talk again at the end of that movie. So I'm glad we have a talking cat in this one. I, I don't know. I liked it. I, I was surprised because it seems like it would be something that's not for me. And it was something that I really enjoyed both times that I watched it. And I kind of hold out that hope that that's what this movie will be for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ryan? What do you think? I'm going to, my heart wants to say super excited because it's Studio Ghibli and Studio Ghibli is kind of like pizza. Even the bad ones are still really good. But I think I'm going to have to stay on the conservative side and just say I am excited because because like you said, Rachel, it's directed by Hayao Miyazaki's son who directed what is objectively seen as like the worst movie Ghibli ever made. So I'm erring on the side of caution i want to love it but i'm just i'm just gonna just gonna be a little cautious mm-hmm. yeah um, jaden what about um, you do you watch anime where are um, you at on anime i've i've seen like your name take a good while recommending that um and like yeah i it's nothing against and i do actually plan on watching the studio ghibli films eventually so like uh, start with Kiki's delivery service. It's a good oh, one. I, I have a list. 
Uh, one of my friends who I was talking for, uh, he gave me a list of what order to watch them, so I know what, um, um, but, yeah, um, eh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a, a well-made movie. Like, I can't say, um, I guess if I do end up watching it eventually, I guess I can say I'm kind of intri intrigued. I guess, if you get what I mean. Yeah, well, for me, I... <laughs> I do think the animation looks a little cheap. I at first, and I don't know if it's just because I'm holding it to Studio Ghibli standards, or uh, I don't know. It looks a little cheap, <laughs> and I I think it's the same department that's done a lot of TV animation for them, mm -hmm. and so that may be part of why it looks a little cheap. But that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be bad if the story's fun and the music is fun and and uh, I I hope it'll be enjoyable and we'll you know we'll just have to see uh, it's uh, see I didn't know what to think of the animation style when I saw it like it said Studio Ghibli and I was like okay uh, or Ghibli however you pronounce it I can't seem to pronounce yeah. things today. And as and then it's that 3D animation. I was like, well, that's totally different. And uh, I see what you mean that it looks cheap, but I don't know. Like, I'm like, is that a stylistic choice? Like, is that an intentional direction? So I, I think I agree with you. It just depends on the story at this point. Because mm -hmm. if the story's good, you could just kind of look at it as, ah, it's a nice stylistic choice. Or if the story's lame, you could just be like, oh, it's cheap, just like the story. Yeah. So we will see. I did see that a couple people on Twitter were actually uh, watching screeners of this. So it may come out sooner than we think. I don't know. Um, but I saw a couple of my critic friends. So I'm like, ooh, I got to contact G Kids. <laughs> I, I wonder if you could do it like on HBO Max and get an early screening that way since they have that entire yeah. section right now. Right. Yeah, I could see that. So that will be interesting to see. Uh, I I'll I guess I'll give it an excited, but I'm a little, you know, there's room reasons to be hesitant. Um, all right, more reasons to be hesitant is the May 14th we have Rumble, and this is our film from Paramount, I believe. Yeah, Paramount. Uh, that is our wwwf i mean ryan you're a big wrestling fan I so what, what do you think about this rumble uh it, it it's strange because you can pretty much count the number of good wrestling movies on like one hand and have fingers to spare because mm -hmm. really the best ones are the wrestler from darren aronofsky and Beyond the Mat, which was a documentary released in 1999. And if you want to split hairs, you can put in Ready to Rumble in there, which netted David Arquette a World Heavyweight Championship. But that's a long, long story. But I, I like them. I like fighting with my family, but I, I know oh, you I, weren't as high on it as me. But I, I have a very complicated relationship with that movie. I won't go too deep into that quicksand, but. Let's just say, as a fan of Pages, it overlooks a lot, and I'm just going to leave it at that. But yeah. I am burdened with knowledge on that. But in terms of Rumble, I'm just... Uh, 
I'm inclined to say not excited because, you know, it, it's, I, I guess I've given up hope with most wrestling movies because it's like, it's like, it's going to be the ha ha it's fake, you know, and all that. And I'm like, yes, I know it's, it, it's, it's predetermined. We all get it. And I'm just, I'm just afraid it's going to be like one of those, it, it's going to treat it very sillily. And I, and I know what I'm trying to defend here, but even still, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just thinking I'm going to pass. Uh, it's in a world where monster wrestling is a global sport and monsters are superstar athletes. Teenage Winnie seeks to follow in her father's footsteps by coaching a lovable underdog monster into a champion. So what do you think of this one, Chris? Uh, probably, uh, probably not excited. I, I, if I had to pick one positive, I like Will Arnett. And he's fun when he does animated movies and he can be kind of funny. But if, if this came out on the big screen only and it was the only movie that weekend, I would still not go to the big screen to see this to review it for my channel. Straight to streaming... I might be more inclined to hit play to watch it once and do a review. So it's not, yeah, it's not ringing my bell. Yeah. I see what, Jane, you what do you think? Um, so I guess I'll give it the, uh, uh, it's a WWE animated film. At least it's not surfs up too. No, thank God. Oh yeah. That. that was painful. Or, or Tom and not Tom, uh, what Flintstones meets what WWE or whatever. Um, that was that wasn't too terrible. I mean, it's it, it it's ridiculous, but I mean, maybe it's my love of the Flintstones. But I thought that movie was fine. It's like Flintstones meet the Jetsons was fun. Um, oh okay, yeah, yeah, at, yeah, le yeah, at yeah. least there's no fish milk, unlike Surfs Up too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, uh, Rumble. Um, eh, I'm like. It has a decent cast. I like Will Arnett and like Terry Crews and Ben Schwartz are apparently doing a few voices. Um, and it looks kind of like I, I'm nicer to animated films that a lot of people are like, "Ugh, this is the worst thing ever." Like I'm like, it's fine, and like I'm sure I'll be like nicer to this than most people, but I'm sure I'll be like, "Eh, it's okay at best, five out of ten or whatever." Uh, P Paramount is the one, you know. They have not had a good luck with animation um, since, like, because you had the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water, which did well. But then you get to, like, Sherlock Gnomes and Wonder Park. And then, and, then the, and then you got the way they're releasing Sponge on the Run, like, eesh. And I don't think this is going to do much better than any of those. One question, Ryan, you might. Why is Charles Barkley? in this is he a wrestler and i didn't know uh no i mean <laughs> I, honestly it would make more sense if they cast like dennis rodman in there because he was a member of the, he was a member of the nwo and main evented a couple of pay-per-views in 1998 again that's another mm -hmm. long story but <laughs> out of okay. all the basketball players they could cast in this like dennis rodman isn't doing all that much i mean probably yeah kim jong-un but that's another thing for another time i think i did like a joke like go see rumble will arnett needs another paycheck yeah that, that honestly, yeah, I, that honestly makes too much sense 
I have no interest in this at all. Not excited. It's not for me. Like, yeah, but I, we'll like, see. I think this is one like uh, I, I'm gonna watch it. But if I wasn't like seeing all the animated films, I don't know if I'd see this, or at least in the theater. Mm-hmm. All right. So then we have connected, which we don't know when it will be released. Uh, they haven't announced it. Uh, the plot is. Katie Mitchell is accepted into the film school of her dreams. Her whole family drives Katie to school together when their plans are interrupted by a tech uprising. The Mitchells will have to work together to save the world. And uh, so, Chris, what do you think of this one? Uh, The trailer and everything and the animation? What do you think? Well, it's funny because I kind of missed the trailer when we were going over this, but I was watching it silently as we were going. Ah. I, think the, I think the animation looks nice. Uh, I like the pug and his weird eyes. It's hilarious. And him <laughs> swallowing that bug as he's driving out the window. Funny you mentioned I, that. When, whenever me and my grandmother get the trailer, she, uh, she always whispers to me, licky, licky. Oh. <laughs> Your grandmother sounds fun. <laughs> yeah she's the one I, I she's the one who takes me to see all these <laughs> but nice. you know I, I think this movie is going to be highly unrealistic because it looks like it takes place in 2020 and they're going on a family trip to a public place so i i can't uh i can't imagine that this movie is going to have a lot of realism to it but i mean it looks like it'll be fun um definitely looks funner to me than rumble and i'd be more excited to see this than rumble uh, the plot, little, I, it feels a little cookie cutter. Because, I mean, uh, even as you're looking at the trailer, you know, you're watching the dad grow up, the kids, always connected. And then you can bet you're going to get into 2020 and everybody's going to have their face and their device. And, you know, they're going to have to go on this adventure to stop a tech uprising. And the family's going to, oh, you guessed it, connect. So it does seem like it's going to be a little cookie cutter. At the same time, it looks fun. Um, again, one of those that I probably, well, actually, since it's, the Spider Spider Man uh, people, I will probably see it on the big screen, but it seems like I've rather see it on screen. Yeah, Sony Animation and all that fun stuff, but it doesn't look groundbreaking like you know Spider Man into the Spider Verse. But it could be fun. It, it looked like it could be fun, but I, I'm in the middle of the road on that one. The one thing that's interesting to me about this is that there's not that many animated films that are contemporary that are set in kind of contemporary. You get something like Onward, which is sort of this fantasy mixture contemporary. And I guess some, I guess like Toy Story and stuff like that are, but it's still sort of. Cause but Toy Story could still toys. be timeless. This has a date stamp of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And that's going to be forever dated because we're going to forever look back on that and go, where's their mask? It's Why are like, they driving across it, the country? It, Why it, are they going to a school and not doing it on Zoom? If if this was a realistic thing, it would be like, sorry, you can't go to college. We're quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. That's true. Uh, but I, I really, I'm excited about this. I really like the trailer. I think it looks really funny. And, and uh, the animation looks really good good and fresh and i like the dog i don't know i just think it it looked fun to me uh so i'm i'm pretty pretty high on it and you know we'll see when it gets released uh but ryan what do you think about it uh i i think i echo a lot of chris's points in that yeah it this movie which is it's not its fault uh it it's forever going to be (laughs) 
it, it time is not on its side. Let's just say that. And and when I and when I saw this trailer, I was saying to myself. I know the message of this movie right away. It's going to be like, oh, spend time with your loved ones because you never know like when it'll be taken away. And that's been And I suppose that's a lesson the real year 2020 has taught us. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good that's a good point, yes. But I I don't know. I I like the animation like everyone has said, but I just think on the whole, it, it just it just feels like it just feels very like vanilla to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Jaden? A f- funny thing we mentioned, like the pandemic. There's always that one joke, like don't, don't, you don't have time to wash your hands. But I never do. It's like, well, that was poorly timed. Um, yeah. Um, S- Sony, I like when when they hit, they can hit. But when they miss, they can miss. A uh, emoji movie, like live action Smurfs. Those movies, no. But like, you know, and I think. The, the more I see this trailer, the more hopeful I am because I think it looks it'll be fun, cute, not the most deepest story, but it'll supply some laughs. And considering this doesn't have a release date, I just want to say every time I've gotten the trailer for this, um, when I started going back to the theater in August, it always said September 18th. And then like by the time um the October... And then by the time the day was supposed to come out, October 23rd passed. That's when they finally got the October trailer. <laughs> yeah, it, they, they, we were see, we haven't seen this trailer for a while. Yeah, it's but, like, uh, yeah, the, the, I just want to the trailers for this Minions 2 and which we'll get to in and a Peter Rabbit. These trailers I've been having to sit through in the theater a lot lately. <laughs> yeah. And so, yet somehow I missed the connected trailer until literally 60 seconds ago. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, what all right, can we I have... say except you're welcome? So we have from DreamWorks on June 4th, we have Spirit Untamed. And this is the sequel, official sequel to Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. But it's really more a sequel to the series on Netflix, Spirit Riding Free. And uh, so this will basically be for the, you know, little girls of fans of that series. It continues the adventures of 12 year old Lucky Prescott, who befriends a wild Mustang named Spirit. And uh, and they're making it for under $40 million, which is really cheap for Ooh. animation. Wow. Kind of reminds <laughs> me of Captain Underpants because DreamWorks, um, I just want to DreamWorks has been lowering the cost on their movies lately because captain underpants costed about 38 million and then when they went to universal how to train your dragon 3 was still 129 million but that's actually the lowest costing of the of the three um abominable since that was outsourced in china a bit you know the 75 million and then like some of the recent sequels like uh trolls world tour uh, the first one costed about 125 million, while the second one costed about 90 million. While Broods, mm-hmm. a new age, the first one costed about 135 million, and the sequel only costed about 65 million. And the animation quality looks just as good for that one. Not in the case with this one, though. Yeah, this it's thing like, looks yeah, it's like, terrible. Where the original is stunning, yeah. so I'm not excited about this at all. Uh, are, are any of you? 
excited about this. No, I, I, I never saw the first movie, but I watched the trailer and I was like, okay, that's closest to what I'd watch. I watched the trailer for the Netflix show and said, nope, I am not this this whole thing's target audience. Right. Um, I um, I have not seen the Spirit show, and I have, and I will watch. I have not seen the Spirit movie. I will likely watch that before I go watch this, but. This is another one I can't really have any particular expectations for. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be fine for the little girls. Yeah, I'm sure, that, like, like, for its target audience, so. I think it'll be perfectly serviceable. Ryan, did you have any thoughts on this? I'm going to say I am excited for it because, well, to to uh, to Jaden to say that you haven't seen Spirit, you don't you don't need to see Spirit tomorrow. You need to see Spirit yesterday because it's one of DreamWorks' more underrated movies. Yeah, I've heard it's and, pretty good. So yeah, like I I have it on my watch list. It's quite excellent, and so I honestly had no idea this was even going to be a thing until like I was going through the list. I'm like, they were making a Spirit sequel, and they forgot to tell me. I'm gonna have to call one later, but, but yeah, but it's a sequel to the show. Even yeah. still, I have been faithful to DreamWorks. I cooked him. I cooked him his favorite meal every night, <laughs> and this is the thanks that I get. <laughs> All right. Also from Sony Animation, we have Vivo coming up. This is a musical. Uh, it's a capuchin monkey with a thirst for adventure and a passion for music makes a treacherous passage from Havana, Cuba to Miami, Florida in pursuit of his dreams to fulfill his destiny. And this is got music from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, he wrote 11 songs and for this film, and with Sony, this is also Sony Pictures Animation. We got a graphic just uh, just last week of the uh, of the two main main characters. Um, and uh, yeah, what do you think about this, Chris? I you know because it's a capuchin monkey, I'm excited to give it a chance. Um, it doesn't <laughs> jump out at me yet. I I think I need a real trailer or teaser but i i do like uh the people behind it so i'm looking forward how about this i'm excited for a teaser yeah you're a big capuchin monkey fan i didn't I, know this that's about my you favorite. i love monkeys and capuchin <laughs> monkeys are the best and if i could own a capuchin monkey my wife would be really ticked at me but i would own <laughs> a capuchin monkey <laughs> No idea. This is a whole new side of you. That's hilarious. Uh, <laughs> the more you uh, know. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Uh, well, at least with Lin-Manuel Miranda, the music is going to be at least great. So I'm inclined to say I'm excited for it because even if the rest of the movie is not very good, Lin-Manuel Miranda is one of the best people working in the music scene today. So, so I just, for the music alone, I'm going to say I'm excited for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jaden. Yeah. Um, uh, again, we don't have too much, but like, I'd say I'm decently optimistic for this. You know, even if the movie's just kind of, it, I, I, it'll have a good soundtrack. I, I guarantee you. Okay. 
All right. So then on June 17th, we have Luca. This is our film from Pixar. A young boy experiences an unforgettable seaside summer on the Italian Riviera filled with gelato, pasta, and endless scooter rides. Luca shares these adventures with his newfound best friend, but all the fun is threatened by a deeply held secret. He is a sea monster from another world just below the ocean's surface. Well, and that's we got a twist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, was, it was like, oh, he's having a great summer. He's eating gelato, pasta. That sounds good. And he's like a sea monster. And I'm yeah, looking down. Surprise. I'm like, wait, when did this turn into Creature from the Black Lagoon? Like, what movie is this? <laughs> Pixar cranking out horror movies in this piece. <laughs> well, I am really excited very excited for this we got some little bits of concept art and other things like that uh about it um but i love uh la luna which is the same made by the same director who's doing this and as one of my favorite uh pixar shorts and i don't know it just sounds really different from anything else that they've really done before and i'm always excited for an original movie from pixar i mean come on uh yeah what do you think chris you know i i like pixar overall and anytime they release something new i'm already kind of in their court kind of like with marvel it's like you've earned the right to take my money so that's how i feel about this and and i like that plot just to kind of echo ryan it sounds like normal stuff oh by the way he's a sea monster and you know you give it the, <laughs> the, the description this little double take but i think pixar does a great job with those type of stories so i'm very much so looking forward to it and if i could just be a little controversial i saw soul and it was okay it i definitely don't think it's a masterpiece or the yeah. best that pixar has to produce but it was still fun and I feel like that's Pixar for me. Like even the stuff that isn't great with Pixar is still something that I find enjoyable. So I do have good expectations for Luca and I, I, I'd say I'm excited. I actually agree with you on soul. I, I think that it is good. I like it. I don't think it's a masterpiece. I'm not on that, uh, that I think it has, I don't know. I, I'm with you on that, actually, on that. Awesome. So not too controversial. I'm same page. Um, Love it. <laughs> um, Ryan, what do you think about Luca? Are you excited? Oh, well, outside of the Shyamalan-esque twist, this actually does sound <laughs> this actually does sound like a pretty decent movie. Like Chris was saying, it's Pixar. Uh, uh, after watching Soul and looking over the sheer, like, their catalog since 1995, it's like, like, yeah, even if it's mediocre, it's still either going to A, look pretty, B, have good voice acting, or C, maybe a combination of the two. So, yeah, I'm I'm like, I'm top tier excited for this. What do you think, Jaden? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty much the same with that with everyone. It's a Pixar movie, so of course I'm excited. You know, I'm gonna see it off like if I wasn't seeing everything, this one's one I would definitely go watch. Um yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Cool, great. Okay, so then we have Jaden's most insert yes! Yes! <laughs> yes! random GTA meme. Ah crap. Here we go again. <laughs> So then we have Minions, The Rise of Guru, and this is the untold story of one 12-year-old's dream 
to become the world's greatest supervillain. And so this, uh, this is our sequel to the first Minions movie, which was trash and I hate it. It's awful. <laughs> um, this, at least this has Gru back because you need Gru. You can't just have the Minions as their only move is in their only in a movie that's just too much yellow for any movie to absorb <laughs> and the minions, so, the minions only have one gear <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's awesome. the 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 first one i hated i thought it was terrible rachel and, never stop being you when it comes to the minions <laughs> no i don't understand the appeal i don't like them i don't think they're funny i don't understand but obviously the world feels differently and that's okay i guess um i i have no interest in this film i'll give it a shot at least it has grew that will be i think better than the first didn't you say like the trailer you were kind of surprised that you didn't hate it as much yeah the trailer wasn't awful but i just still not excited about it it's like you Um, know if you like compared to some of the other ones we talked about, like you have a first movie to go off of, so yeah, they got Julie Andrews in this somehow. How's oh, that? She's happening? the the mother. Money. I think check. she's the Gru's mother in the Despicable Me oh, movies. It, she was okay. essentially Cthulhu in Aquaman, so I mean, she's yeah, but that's epic. That's epic. This is <laughs> minions. Hold on, I'm going to check just to make sure Julie Andrews was the mother in the Despicable Me movies. Was she in more than one? I didn't even realize she, she that. Was in, I know she was in the first and a bit of the third. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, Julie Andrews is Gru's mom. Now, Jaden, are you actually looking well, forward yeah, to I it? Was, like, I was going to say, I'm, I'm talking unironic thoughts. I... I'm someone who thinks the minions are fine, that they're fine. I'm guess I'm I'm these are both like I like minions fine. I'm sure I'll like this fine, but like for minions in general, like I know Rachel's obviously seeing this because she watches all the animated films, but like unless if you're trying to watch every as many movies as possible, I feel like if you dislike the minions, just steer clear away because you know what you're getting into. Like because I'm assuming you wouldn't watch this if you weren't watching everything. No, no, thank you. <laughs> um, Chris, what about you? Are you a secret Minions fan? No. Um, <laughs> I, minion, I, here's I what the Minions you. are, and this is what they are objectively. They're salt. Now, when you salt your meal lightly, you enhance the flavor. The movie Minions is like when the, Schultz, the salt shaker thing is unscrewed and all the salt comes out on your food, the meal is ruined. That is the first Minions movie, and that will be the second Minions movie. And it might be slightly okay because of Gru, but I just picture him as a piece of steak that was going to be so good, but it is so covered in salt right now that all you could do is look at it and mourn for the juicy goodness you know it could have been, but now it's ruined. Yeah, that's a good analogy. Uh, (laughs) Ryan, what about you? Honestly, I was going to use the analogy, uh, the analogy of Gru being like a pizza, and then you shake on a little Parmesan cheese, 
and then some guy trying to be funny unscrews the thing and then when you go to pour on it boom all the parmesan cheese goes over your pizza <laughs> like that was the minion for me but you're making me all- hungry for pizza but yeah i get that i get the analogy what are the minions equivalent in food <laughs> twinkies that's that's what they look like i mean it's like a tic tac you, you just need one yeah it's like i remember when i was in the store once and i passed like minions in the five dollar bin it's like i heard someone say yellow tic tacs my favorite i just i don't know i i could go on and on about how much i disliked yeah. the original we, we'd be here for a century but um, uh this but, movie should be Despicable Me Four, not I, I a do second wanna Minions. Gosh. I do want to say, I wonder how this is going to perform, considering how most recent animated sequels have kind of, you know, really fallen off compared to their predecessors. Yeah, and I, is there just unending love for the Minions, or will they finally? reach their saturation point i don't know if that's possible yeah like i don't know how big they are with kids nowadays but like you know you know kids get older that's the thing that's part of the problem yeah yeah all right let's move on okay stuff needs to evolve you can only see so many minions in a thong (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so uh let's move on so we have on July 17th, we have Space Jam, A New Legacy. This has been in t- discussion for so long. They've been talking about doing this movie. Finally, it's happening. Uh, we have in this film, basketball champion and global icon LeBron James goes on an epic adventure alongside timeless tune Bugs Bunny when James and his young son Dom, who dreams of being a video game developer, are trapped in a digital space by a rogue AI, James must get them home safe by leading Bugs, Lola Bunny, and the whole gang of notoriously undisciplined Looney Tunes to victory over the AI's digitized champions on the court. A powered-up roster of basketball stars as you've never seen them before. So, Except in the got- first one. Yeah, the first one. And the first one, it hasn't aged particularly well. It's, I guess, harmless, but it's not particularly good. Uh, I watched it a while back. I actually watched it in the theater. They did a a, a, a Fathom event or whatever a while back, and I watched it. This was a couple of years ago, and I was pretty bored, actually, by it. I I, I was getting sleepy. Yeah, I wasn't Um, too big on it. Um, But I think if you're going to do it, LeBron James is the clear person that obviously and he even has some some experience in movies so and he's charismatic i love the i love the looney tunes i mean they had on hbo max they had the looney tunes cartoons uh that were so brilliant this last year my one of my favorite uh media things that we got in 2020 was looney tunes cartoons uh so that kind of gives some confidence i do not like lola bunny i wish we could just get rid of her well, what if the movie begins uh, with just lola bunny dying and then like yeah. to rachel i mean that's taking it to a little bit of a dark place okay, okay. But okay so, sorry I don't, I don't, like you know like no. her to me like at least in the original movie she was just like the female character like the bugs bunny gender swap yeah 
and, and then the Looney Tunes show, it's like they fell in love with the little bunny, and so all we got in that show was the worst. I hated that show. Ooh. But uh, but anyway, um, I I guess I'm intrigued, but a little bit skeptical when it comes to this movie. Um, Chris, are you a basketball fan at all? I don't know if you're a sports. No, I'm I'm actually not in the sports at all. My wife used to play basketball, so she could probably give you more opinions on this than I could. But I, I saw the first one ages ago and I didn't even see it all the way through. It was just on TV. And I remember seeing chunks of it. And I'm glad you said what you said, Rachel, because I feel like a lot of people treat the first Space Jam like it's this golden calf. And then I feel like this negative Nancy who's going to come in here and tip over the golden calf because I just didn't get it. Like, it was like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, there's nothing special about it. And that's kind of how I feel about the sequel. I mean, just even reading that uh, description, it's like that doesn't really get me all that excited. I mean, part of it is I'm not too big into sports. But the other part of it is that the first one just it wasn't magical to me. And like you guys, I don't get the girl bunny Bugs Bunny. It makes no sense. And. I, I don't know. I just all I want is for Christopher Lloyd to pop up in this movie from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and have that barrel of that sauce and disintegrate some cartoons. Let's take this and make it creepy and have some fun. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Are you are you into basketball? Uh, I don't I don't really care that much to watch it, but I do play it from time to time and I do enjoy playing it like pick up and just shooting hoops. I used to play it in my youth, but side story. Uh, as far as the first Space Jam goes, I get why people wouldn't like it, and I get that it hasn't aged well, but it's it's a movie that I do like because it's it's such a product of its time that it's it to me it's like to me it's like a time capsule of a time like in that mid to late nineties period that I'll never go. I'll never be able to see, but in, but in that, in the case of Space Jam, I can at least get a glimpse of it because the first Space Jam was like everything aligning perfectly, like in terms of Michael Jordan being in like the height of his popularity, like bug, like the Looney Tunes being there and they're, they're getting popular as well. And just everything just connecting together to make like a time capsule of like the mid nineties. And in that I do quite enjoy it, but I'm not sure if I'm feeling this one. I, I, I guess I'll have to see a trailer to get on board. Hmm. Jaden, what do you think? Uh, Space Jam to me is just, eh, like it's a, you know, a product of its time for sure. Like again, the idea of the movie came from a commercial with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. So that should tell you enough. Um, the main reason I think I'm optimistic is the fact that, we're seeing the Looney Tunes on the big screen again. And the last time they got like a theatrical movie all to themselves was Looney Tunes back in action. And that was in 2003. So I'm excited to watch them on the big screen, but like the movie, it just like, you know, we'll see. I'm sure it'll be something I watch, but eh. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, we just real quick, we'll talk about uh, we have Hotel Transylvania four coming on August 6th. And this one, we don't know anything about the story or the plot or anything. 
but it is not directed by Gendy Kartakowski, who's done the first three uh, that he will be writing, executive producing, but not directing. So that's kind of disappointing. Um, I think that the series as a whole is maybe a little underrated. I think they're enjoyable. I really liked the third one a lot. I thought it was really funny and I liked, I thought the animation was really pretty, <laughs> very sparkly and just, I don't know. I enjoyed it. It was kind of my, um, uh, my Junk food movie. Yeah. Kind of that, it? uh, that, that, uh, summer, I, I think I saw it like three times in the theater, which I think I had movie pass. So yeah, I don't really see many movies <laughs> twice in the theater. Like I only really go when someone invites me. Yeah. It was my movie. That was just kind of my relaxation, just veg out at the movie theater movie. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And so then we have hotel Transylvania four. Um, so without Gendy, that makes me less excited um, as, just because his animation is so fun. Um, but it still has Fran Drescher doing a voice. So that's going to get me excited. But what do you, Chris, have you seen the trans, uh, the Transylvania movies? No. So I might have to sit this one out. Like they, they just never jumped out at me when I saw their trailer. So I never ended up seeing them and then hearing there's going to be a fourth one. It just, yeah, I, I might catch up depending on reviews and what I need to do. But right now it just isn't jumping out at me. Yeah. Ryan, what about you? I love all three of these movies, uh, mostly because of Gendy Tartovsky. Gendy Tartovsky. I can speak yeah. English. Uh, who was the main creative force behind shows like Samurai Jack, which just, which is just a absolutely wonderful show, and so, and so I get why people wouldn't like the Hotel Transylvania movies, but there are just some people that just absolutely despise them, and I've just never been one of those people. I've always given them a chance, and they have surprising, they have surprised me in terms of their quality. It's by far, by far the best thing that Alan Sandler has made. I mean, I guess I haven't seen Uncut Gems, but but other than that, um, in my opinion, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess my I, turn. Next. Yeah. Um, I saw. I've seen all these movies in the theater, actually, and I am someone who really likes all of them. I think they're all fun movies. You can just turn off your brain and have a good laugh with. Uh. And um, while I'm not super pumped because, like, I don't know what else you can do, like, but I am at least interested. Like, I like these characters and I like to see them and I wouldn't mind watching them in more stories, if you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> I think we have everybody's most anticipated coming up next. This August 20th, we have Paw Patrol, the movie. be still my beating heart (laughs) you know i have young nieces and nephews and i've watched the show with them it's not the worst it's not the worst but i will tell you this is i am not the target audience of this movie and uh i could care less and i think at this point my nieces and nephews are too old to want to go see the movie and to enjoy it themselves so it's a very niche audience, and yeah. I'm not it. Yeah, yeah I, I have I have a few little cousins, and I've seen the show while babysitting. 
I tend to not judge preschool shows most of the time. Like, if they're fine for the audience, they do, they do what they need to do. So, like, but this, yeah. this, I'll just say this. This, I am dreading going to watch. This is my least anticipated animated film or movie overall. And um, I've been waiting to say, uh, the director of this is Cal Brunker. Um, he's done two other movies. Um, have any of you seen either Escape from Planet Earth or The Nut Job 2? I no, have... The Nut Job 2. No, I gratefully avoided them. I didn't think Nut Job 2 was that bad. I, I liked Nut Job 2. Um, I actually didn't didn't think it was that bad. Yeah. Um have you seen a Escape from Planet Earth? No, I have not seen that one. I heard that one was terrible. Maybe maybe you should I dare you. Um <laughs> but yeah, um um and the main dread one of the writers of Arctic Dogs. Yeah, that was bad. That that I'd be I was legit angry coming out of the theater. Yeah. He he is the writer of the My Beloved Son of Bigfoot, which I was was like my little movie that I championed that it, uh, that I loved. And so he has a a mixed a mixed bag of a legacy, I guess. But uh but yeah, I mean, this is just for little kids. I'd be, I'm honestly surprised that it would even get released in theaters. Like, I don't understand why you wouldn't just put it right into streaming. I, yeah. I'm i going to, like, the thing is, I'm going to judge this differently than what I do with a preschool show. Because, like, it's in theaters, so, like, I have to do my job as, like, a reviewer or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. And, like, I'm not looking forward. The, the thing is, I'm going to have to go and get a ticket for this, like imagine like me being the only one who's like in this theater for this movie mm -hmm. yeah i mean they did get a pretty stacked cast yeah, with Jim, jimmy, jimmy kimmel and kim kim i think it's a lot of people who have like little kids like i know kim kardashian west has you know little little kids jim kimmel has a little kid dak shepherd a little kid so they probably are you know <laughs> Is ABC oh, not paying Jimmy here. Kimmel enough to keep him away from this crap? Yeah. <laughs> well, he does everything, right? <laughs> well, all right. So September 17th, we have <laughs> yes, yes, Boss yes. Baby Family Business, Boss Baby 2 from DreamWorks. And <laughs> I do not like the original Boss Baby. I thought Nominated it was for an Oscar. I do not understand why I got nominated for an Oscar. I didn't like the story or the animation or the humor. Uh, I thought the big joke was basically that, that you have mini baby Trump and that was supposed to be funny. And I don't understand why that was funny. Um, and this, I just think this looks absolutely horrible. Terrible. <laughs> I've been waiting um, to get to this one. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's got a great cast, but it just looks awful to me. I I have no interest in it. Um, then bringing back the the characters as babies, but like, it's like <sighs> you again. Yeah, the Templeton brothers have become adults and drifted away from each other, but a new boss baby with a cutting edge approach is about to bring them together again and inspire new family business. 
Toby McGuire came back for this crap. Actually, no. They got uh, James Marsden to do the voice of adult Tim. If you're curious, um, Evan Longoria and Jeff Goldblum will be providing new voices, while Tom McGrath and Jimmy Kimmel um, and Lisa Kudrow will be reprising their roles from the predecessor. I say again, Jimmy Kimmel is not being paid enough by ABC to be kept away from crap like this. But, and Paw Patrol. Um, uh, Chris, what do you think? Uh, did you like the first one? I never saw it, and there was nothing about any of the trailers or marketing that made it appealing to me at all whatsoever. And so when I was watching the trailer you sent me for the second one, I was looking for anything that goes, that looks pretty funny. All right, I'll go watch the first one. I'll go see this one. Nothing. It 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 seriously did nothing for me, and I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ryan, what do you think? Well, when I first when I saw the first one, I walked out of it and I said to myself, "Well, Alec Baldwin was cast as a petulant child, so it really wasn't uh, much of an acting stretch for Mister Baldwin." I see, <laughs> but. No, I, I just nothing. These movies, I, I have no hatred towards them. It's just, you know, it's like, it's like these these movies bring animation to a new level, and it's called the first circle of hell. <laughs> oh my god, I've been waiting to talk about this one just to see or all your pain and misery. So I, I saw the first boss baby. Conveniently on April Fool's Day, what does that tell you? I enjoy it ironically. Generally speaking, it's not very good, but I enjoy it for like like just making like joking about it and how stupid it is. And this this looks like it's taking that to the max. Like this movie looks like if you have a kid on the ultimate of sugar high on the fastest possible roller coaster that is at breakneck speed on that note <laughs> let's go on to the adams family too this uh we did have a little teaser um uh, which was kind of fun i thought i liked the first one it had problems but overall i enjoyed it most people didn't seem to enjoy it uh so yeah, but they're making a second one. They managed to make a, a made a lot of money on a twenty four well. million dollar bu- budget. That movie made about two hundred and three million worldwide, I believe. Yeah, Good. so they crushed Four. it with with <laughs> their money. Um, yeah, I feel like the the problems that the first one had are easily fixable. Uh, with a you know the good script, they got the animation. Uh, well. So, I don't know. I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. But uh, I know you weren't a big fan of this one, right, Chris? Of the first, you know, one? I, I didn't see it, but I do have a funny story connected behind that because uh, I back think in I the remember. Time, ooh, go on. Yeah, I worked at a uh, one room theater in the before time when <laughs> yes, I remember used this. To do that, and you'd go to a movie theater like like that's such an ancient time now. But in that ancient time. I worked at a one-room movie theater, one-screen theater, and we played the first one, and there was one night where no one at all came. And it happened to be the night I wasn't working, so I couldn't go home early. But anyway, the point is is that that just kind of turned me off, and I went, eh, 
I guess I don't need to see it, and I figured I'd catch it on streaming, and I, you know, still haven't found the time to do that. It's not Amazon Prime. Oh, well, I'll have to check it out then one day when I think I will. But Adam's Family 2, it just didn't stand out to me. Like, it, it looks like the first one, so if I watch the first one and I like it, I'll give this one a chance. But it's one of those movies that I just go, just go straight to streaming. In the day and age that we yeah. live in now, let's let things like Dune and Avengers be event films, and we go to the theater things like adam's family let's just stream it yeah i agree about that for sure uh ryan did you see the first one no because i saw the trailer and i'm like oh great it's one of those you know it's one of those those people who look down upon them they're like those people are you know like one of those most unorthodox like kind of movies i'm just like i have seen it literally a million times so so like just yeah i i just skipped it and i believe wisely so yeah um i guess i'm the only other one who saw it um i saw it when it came out um i thought it was okay i liked it more than most people but i didn't love it either i just thought it was fine so this one i'm just kind of we'll see if i hope they can improve but like you know, it's kind of and another thing the 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 only two year gap less than two years by the time this comes out like just by a few yeah they will be fast and, oh and another thing I haven't heard about this in a while but I heard about apparently they were being rushed to get this apparently the animators are being rushed to get this out on time and this is the same studio that did Sausage Party. Oh, that was oh. a terrible movie. Oh, I, I didn't see it. Uh, well, not only that movie terrible. Well, not only was it terrible, I haven't seen it, but it, it looked terrible. But also, they didn't treat their employees well. Um, it's so that is concerning. That's true. All right. Well, moving on. So we have from Disney, Walt Disney Owners Studios. We have Encanto that is coming November twentieth. So this will be two films from. Uh, from Disney uh, in 2021, and we have two. Sorry, two films from. No, oh, I guess just one. Is it just one from Pixar? Yeah, anyway, one, one from Pixar, yeah. and the, then two. you have the two from Disney because, like you know, Raya was supposed to be last 2020. So, so this one we don't know very much about. Uh, Another Lin-Manuel Miranda one, I believe. I, I think you know. He, yes. It'll have songs from Lin-Manuel Miranda. Uh, and he's also doing some stuff for the, the Little Mermaid coming up live action. So he's just, he's all in on Disney uh, right now. Uh, but uh, but anyway, so this one, we just know that it's set in Columbia. It follows a young girl with a magical family. And it's a little bit surprising to me. I guess that they, this is directed by Byron Howard and Jared Bush who have done a lot of stuff like Zootopia uh, Zootopia. And the only thing is that I would think that they would want to have somebody from Columbia directing at least somebody that's Latin, uh, you know, Latino directing a movie set in Columbia. I realize it's magic and everything, but, that seems a little mm, not the best choice, but it doesn't mean the movie won't still be good. I mean, I love Coco and that wasn't directed by a Mexican. So, you know, what are you going to do? Um, but 
you know, that's all I can really say about it right now. This will be the 60th film from Disney Animation Studios, which would be kind of, that's kind of amazing. 60 movies. Um, but what do you think, Chris? Do you have any thoughts about that? Well, I really like Tangled and Zootopia was a huge surprise to me how much I like that. So I like those directors and that gives me hope. Um, and so, yeah, it's Disney's 60th animated film, it says. So, like, I, I, I'm excited. I wouldn't say I'm super excited, but I'd put myself square in the excited category for that. It's got some pretty good pluses going for me. So, and, uh, you know, I don't have kids. So the Moana songs did not get stuck in my head. Therefore, I liked Moana. So, yeah, I, I think I could look forward to even the musical aspect of this one. Yeah. Well, I love Disney musicals. So, uh, you know, that's exciting. Ryan, what do you think about this? I genuinely love Tangled. I think it's an excellent movie. So anything that anybody is involved with uh, from that project going forward, I am going to gonna be biased towards them. So I haven't really heard anything about Encanto other than what you sent to me, Rachel. So, but I, I'm still excited for it. I think it looks promising. Mm-hmm. Jaden, what do you think? Looking forward to it, you know, like, it's Disney, so, like, you know, I love Tangled and Zootopia and all, so, like, you know, it's, like, it's nice to see another, you know, I'm looking forward to, like, seeing another, you know, another Disney animated film in general, I feel. Mm -hmm. Plus, again, Paul Miranda, the soundtrack will be good. Yeah, I'm always going to be excited about anything that, you know, Disney is, is coming out, their animation studio. All right, last one we have on... December 23rd, we've got Sing 2. And I, I I do think that out of Illuminations films, I think that the first Sing is one of their better films. I think you said that I, one was your favorite. Yeah, when I did my ranking of Illumination films, it is my favorite. And um, you did that I, because of me. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I, I don't need a Sing 2. But I did love and the soundtrack for the first one is incredible. And so, you know, that at least I'm pretty sure the soundtrack to this will be incredible. Uh, I don't know if they'll have more original songs or if this will just be a, a lot of covers like the first one. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, let's see here. They got the plot. Um, Buster and his cast have turned the New Moon Theater into a local hit, but Buster has his eyes on a bigger prize, uh, debuting a new show at the Crystal Tower Theater in glamorous Red Red Shore City. But with no connections, Buster and his cast, including including harried mother Pig Rosita, rocker Porcupine Ash, Ernest Gorilla Johnny, Shy Elephant Mina, and of course Porcupine provocateur extraordinaire gunter have to sneak their way into the world famous crystal entertainment offices run by ruthless mogul wolf named jimmy crystal in a desperate attempt to get mr crystal's attention gunter spontaneously pitches an outrageous idea that buster quickly runs with promising that their new show will star i lion rock legend clay calloway that problem is Buster has never met Clay, an artist who shut himself away from the world more than a decade ago after the loss of his wife and hasn't been seen since. So, <laughs> um, I don't know. 
uh, Chris, what do you think? I'm on the 100% same page as you. When it comes to the first one, I really do like the soundtrack. I had way more fun with it than I thought I was going to have going in, so I was really surprised by it. So I really do like the first one. I don't think we needed a sing, too. But hopefully, like you said, we'll have the good soundtrack and all that stuff again. So I don't know. I, it'll probably be good. I doubt it'll be great. Yeah, the long line of Illumination movies, you could say that about. Um, <laughs> Brian, what about you? Same thing as Chris. I, I, I liked Sing. I thought its heart was in the right place in terms of messaging. I mean, I can't hate Matthew McConaughey in anything. He's cast as a koala. I mean, that's just awesome right there. So the movie gets just fits him, right? I would picture him as a koala if he was to be an animal. Although you I'm, think you I'm have an koala. Australian. I'm a koala. That's true. Koala. All right, all right. But yeah, I, I, I thought the movie the movie's heart was in the right place. And on the whole, I just thought it was okay. And that's my feelings on this one. I think it's just okay. Um, yeah, um, mm-hmm. um, I really liked Sing. Um, I thought it was a fun, uh, yeah, like soundtrack. Pretty much all of you. I liked it. I had a fun time. Um, don't really know what they can do as a sequel, but I'm curious to see just like these characters, like what else can they do? Like what are these characters going to get into? And also, um, Lumination continuing to use Pharrell Williams because <laughs> he's in the yeah. cast. Um, oh, and I guess another- he's kind of their, uh, their Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> yeah, like cause yeah, remember he did the narration for The Grinch. And another thing I want to mention, um, like I kind of had this thing about Boss Baby too, like something I forgot to ask. How will this do compared to the first five years later, I believe? Well, the first was kind of a sleeper hit. Like, it's it, like it just it, grew it, and grew and grew. It's like, I think one of the highest grossing movies to never get number one at the box office. Like, yeah. Made over 600 million worldwide. And like, hold on, I'm going to check. But like, yeah, in general, like it did really well. But like, you know, Secret Life of Pets. Like that didn't have as long, like that movie did fine, but underperformed. Right. So like, yeah, it's just going to be interesting to see how it does. Uh, but yeah, illumination I is, I just want to say illumination. I think they knew one day, one of their movies would underperform. So they always have that budget just to make sure they're always profitable. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're underperforming movies. They still make a huge profit because, yeah. uh, like, Secret Life of Pets 2 costs, like, $65 million yeah, or something. 80 really. million, I think, and it made over $434 million. Yeah, what a flop. <laughs> yeah, like, sure, when you compare it to the first one and, like, you know, but, like, it's better than, like, you know, some of the other sequels that you're, like, Lego Movie or Angry Birds. Yeah, for sure. Well, there we go. We did it. We yeah. Yay. <laughs> I, I can't wait to do it again in 2022. Same yeah. movies. Yeah, we'll have fun time. <laughs> yeah, redoing. talking about Rachel. I don't like minions. How many times are we yeah. going to talk about this movie until it comes out? <laughs> Will Rachel still hate minions too? Find out next week. Same bat place, same bat channel. <laughs> will she, Will okay. she hate Boss Baby or minions more? That's the real question. <laughs> Yeah, that I'm on Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, Chris, 
the, where can people find you and your content? Well, my channel is called Derbania, and you can find that on YouTube. I'm the one and only with that name, so type it. It'll pop up, and I review movies. I do ranking videos. I do trailer reactions, and this unique thing I do called a theological analysis or theological review, where I like to, whatever I review, find those godly messages in there and pull that out and talk about it. So come over and join me. Yeah, and Ryan, what about you? Uh, people can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at RyanCam20. Then there's my YouTube channel, which is just called RyanCam. Uh, this week, I started up the AFI project again with my first AFI project video of 2021, all about the war comedy MASH. And then tomorrow, I'm going to be dropping, or tomorrow being Wednesday, I'll be dropping my video on the Hitchcock classic North by Northwest. And then this coming Sunday... The 10th will be my first big video of the year where I review every single Michael Bay Transformer movie. Your pity greatly appreciated. Wow, that sounds painful. Yes, yeah, suffer. I, um, I, I've had, to, I rewatched all of them and it was like trying to do a march through quicksand. It was, I mean, wow. I'll talk about it more in the video, but I'll just say the first one, was actually enjoyable, and then it was all downhill from there. I heard the yeah. last one changed aspect ratios, I think. Oh, God, I almost got, like, dizzy, like, it happened so much. It was like a do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. I'm like, stop the movie. I, I need to I need to puke. Can you give me, like, 30 seconds? <laughs> At least you have the joy that is Bumblebee to watch. Yeah, that movie was good. I saw that. That's the only Transformers movie I've seen because my grandmother wanted to go, and I I really liked it, so... It was okay. I liked it only because I could see what was happening. I, I guess it's my turn to promote my social media and stuff. Yes. Um, uh, I have a YouTube channel, Jaden the Critic. I don't really do much because like, I struggle to find the motivation to make videos, but I do. I'm very active on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, and if you, you know, communicate with me, I might give you my Discord. So you don't worry. If I'm not on YouTube that much, I'm really active on social media. Great. We'll have all the information in the description. Thank you so much to all of you for joining me for this. This I know it's kind of a long, uh, long episode, but more so a lot thank of you for inviting me because I always because I had su I ha I've had a great time doing these videos with you, and I hope I get to do more with you sometime. Yeah, it was fun. You. Thank you so much, and uh, you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. Also, you can find me at the Homeworkers Podcast. Lots of fun interviews. Another good stuff going over there, and uh, the Rose Scopers, I uh, a regular writer over there as well, and talk all things animation. So check that out. And uh, thanks so much, and uh, for listening. And let us know your thoughts in the comment section or on Twitter. We'd love to hear what you're anticipating, what you would rank all of these films, and, uh, and consider following us on Patreon. I'd really appreciate that. Also have. Uh, my merch store which has hashtag animation junkie shirts which are really fun so check that out and thanks again and we'll talk to you all later bye everyone yeah.